Blog Talk Radio. From Chicago, it's the show where everyone comes to chat. It's the 411 Lounge on Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, LeVar Evans. going on blog talk radio nation or should i say fellow jaybirds uh you are tuned into the 411 lounge i am lavar so happy that i could be with you this evening happy new year uh, so glad that you're able to join us here on the first 411 lounge of 2021 it's been one heck of a year and uh, i know for all of you you are happy to be turning a new page um uh, Speaking of uh, new pages, uh, of course, for us uh, going into the new year, one of the things that I wanted to do, especially since we were celebrating 10 years of doing podcasts, uh, was to bring back a few of the people who were really just huge and instrumental uh, in my uh, first year or so. And I knew that it was kind of one of those things where – I knew I made it when I had invited uh, my guest tonight uh, to come on the program. And without reservation, uh, she said yes. And what turned into one show um, about a year later turned into another appearance. And as busy as she was, uh, she made time for another appearance. And then, of course, we stepped away for a couple of years or so, came back, Things got busy, schedules got busy, but tonight uh, marks the fourth appearance uh, of my guest tonight, and I don't know uh, what more to say. I know that if you are online and you follow Sarah J, um, she is perhaps one of the most well-known, if not one of the most popular people in adult entertainment. Uh, Checking out her Twitter page, she has over a million followers and counting, and she recently hit the 4 million mark for uh, Instagram, which is insane. Uh, When you think 4 million, you're thinking of, you know, uh, musicians uh, or uh, high-end celebrities that are out there. Uh, But looking at the line here, I'm hoping that this is her. I'm actually going to check in and see. And is this Sarah? It is. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. I was just telling the folks out here, you know, when I started doing this 10 years ago, uh, one of the things that I knew that I had made it was when you came on our podcast for the first time, and that was back in 2011. Uh, and, hey! Yeah, and you've been on a few times since, and tonight marks your fourth appearance with us. I know it's been a few years, and I'm so glad that uh, 
thankful to take a little time here out of your schedule. Happy New Year. Uh, welcome back. Thank you. You too. Thank you. I know. You are. Thank you very uh, much. I appreciate it. I know. I'm a little jelly because you are just coming back from Hawaii, correct? Yeah. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. Um, I was out there about a week. Um, my girlfriend celebrates her birthday that week, so um, I went out to visit her. She lives out there, and we had a nice time. Nice. Well, so glad that you were able to do that because you, you're one of the hardest working people that I know uh, <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> gathering for this show and trying to get everything together, there's just so much because over the last year, and I, like I said, we haven't had a chance to talk with you in a while, and it just seemed like it's been – a really whirlwind year for you, especially in the last year, social media-wise. Uh, I know it started back in March when everything about President Obama following you on Twitter, and it always seems that Twitter is interested or wants to know, you know, uh, hey, well, Sarah J. did this, Sarah J. did that. And one day I think I was online, and I think you were trending for a while on, <laughs> on Twitter. With stories like that and everything that seems to happen, is there anything that you've seen that's been like the wildest thing, wondering where in the heck does that come from or something that you just want to like even clear tonight just so that folks can finally put stuff to rest? Not really. It's kind of none of their business, right? Like, I don't know. I, I honestly, that's the way I feel about it. Like, President Obama has been following me since 2008. I don't know why I, that suddenly, all of a sudden this year, everybody right. picked up on it. You know, so I don't know. I think, like, who people follow, I mean, you can see it publicly or whatever, but I don't really know why it's a big deal. So it kind of was just, like, a little bit of annoyance to me. My phone blew up for no reason. I'm like, this is, like, old news. I know, know. and when I'm looking at that, I'm like, holy cow. I was like, it must be, like, people must be just clamoring for something to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, I think just, you know, people are looking for anything to talk about because they're tired of hearing about coronavirus. Now, this is the month of January, and the AVN Awards are coming up soon. Uh, And since we've talked to you, congratulations on the AVN Hall of Fame. Thank you. I wanted to know, because I was so happy when I heard about that. I was like, oh, so deserves it, because I always felt, you know, especially with recognition, you know, a lot of people, they go without it, but it's so well-deserved. What did that honor mean to you? Um, you know, it's always an honor anytime that I'm nominated for anything. In my opinion, you know, it's really about the nominations for things because that means you're like the cream of the crop and that you're even being considered. A lot of times when people win stuff, it's political. You know, it has nothing to do with who did the best or whatever. It has to do with advertising dollars and um, people who have ins with other people and just stuff like that. So I'm always appreciative. Appreciate. I'm always very appreciative to be nominated. Um, when I got the Hall of Fame award, I was again appreciated. Like that was amazing. Um, it's amazing to see that other people recognize me for being in the industry 20 years. That's great. But at the same time, I've never been an AVN award winner. I've never won an AVN award. So when um, every year that I get nominated, super hyped, never won an award, it'd be great to finally win an award, especially since I'm already in the Hall of Fame. Speaking of, there is a vote that's going on right now for those, and I'm pretty sure your fans know, but for those that don't know, 
you can vote for Sarah J for the hottest MILF uh, at the AVN vote. Voting ends on January 23rd. So <laughs> she's not going to say it, but I'm going to say you get five votes a day. So go out there, <laughs> ballot box, get moving. So we can get her that award this year. Yes, I appreciate it. It would be great. You know, like I, I have a Hall of Fame, but I always, when I got that Hall of Fame, I was really hoping that this wasn't them like being like, okay, here you go. Be quiet. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I get, I get I'm, you. I'm, I'm like, not, here you I'm go. Yeah, there's yet. no more awards. Because you know, yeah. that does happen. No, I'm not, I'm not done think, yet, you know. Yeah, I think when Peter O'Toole got his honorary Oscar years ago, he was like, well, I'm still acting. I still want to get at least an Oscar. I mean, the right. honorary was would you still want to get one? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm like, well, that's cool, and I'm so glad that I got, you know, recognized for being a part of the industry for so long, but I'm not done. <laughs> nope. Not by a long shot, because I was came off some <laughs> yeah. of done. We're going to talk about all of that tonight, because I'm glad that you're with us, too, on another end, because there's also something I was going to mention about uh, one of your endeavors in here, but we'll talk about that in a bit. But first, kind of going back with 2020, of course, one of the main things that took up the news was everything and part of COVID. And it was a huge part of everybody's plans this year that kind of, you know, dashed some things. What has it been like for you, wise, and has it been a uh, huge adjustment getting scenes and other things done while also being careful and kind of trying to work along all of those COVID regulations. Um, honestly, we didn't start shooting again until September. <clears throat> We've actually are still processing content from 2019. I've shot gotcha. so much stuff that, um, yeah, we're still processing content from 2019. Um, so that wasn't really an issue. And then when we decided to start shooting again, it was primarily because a lot of the people that I manage and that I have production agreements with that, you know, they needed content, you know, especially you can only do so much solo content, you know, you get real tired of that. So um, <laughs> coming around in like September is when we um, started production again. And we just, we had a meeting and took, everybody into consideration as far as um, their feelings go, you know, and um, I've got two guys that I manage that just had babies. Um, I've got, you know, one of, one of the girls I manage, she's got a, you know, a mother-in-law that is sick. And so, you know, I have to take these things into consideration. Like what do you feel comfortable with right. um, in conjunction with the guidelines that are put to us from, the free speech coalition, you know, like I sat in on some of those meetings and um, listened to what they recommended. And then we kind of created our own path, you know, um, being like, we've always had a tendency to shoot in what we consider pods, meaning mm -hmm. like we pick a group of performers and we shoot all those performers um, consecutively as much as possible over a short period of time. And we've always yeah. done that. So we were just actually a little bit more regimented in that, which just takes a lot of scheduling. You know, it's like, um, it's not that big of a deal, but it's just like, it takes, takes some scheduling and some patience to be able to like map everything out, get everybody tested on the same day, secure a um, safe location that's been cleaned properly, and then just keep um, 
our talent pool to a minimum, meaning, you know, people we can trust, basically. You know, full-grown adults that completely understand what we're asking of them, you know, during the time of shooting, the, you know, we might shoot over a period of, like, three to five days. You know, we ask you to keep it low, don't go outside, don't be in crowds, don't be around other people, you know, don't shoot with other right. companies. And um, so just by kind of be picky and choosy about who we shot, it made everybody mm. feel safer. And then also, yeah. you know, just keeping that controlled environment where we're, like, sure everybody is tested and everybody is safe that made everybody on set feel a lot better and that's still kind of how we're shooting now although it's opened up a little bit more and um some of the talent feel one way and some of the talent feel the other way and i like to take everybody everybody's feelings into consideration so some talent we are not shooting in pods any longer but everybody gets tested the day of or the day before their shoot definitely definitely that's all you can do uh, you know, pretty much, especially how everybody feels about different things. And if Sarah sounded a lot like a CEO, that's because she is <laughs> CEO <laughs> of Wideside Productions. And I know uh, since we've talked, you have started this. Tell us a little bit about this uh, with your own production company and what can folks expect to see coming out of Wideside? Well, you know, I've had my production company now for, I guess, about seven or eight years. And, um, We've got a distribution deal with Pulse Pure Play Media. Um, We primarily produce uh, content that is, you know, it kind of tries to normalize it, having sex outside of your ethnicity. Um, We, you know, that's always been like a big, like, goal of mine um, to just make it normal to see people that are different having sex because that's what happens in real life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we shouldn't be scared of that. We should be embracing that and just kind of normalizing it. Also, try to avoid fetishizing that, too, which I think a lot of production companies um, fail. Where That's where they fail is they end up fetishizing the fact that people are having sex outside their ethnicity. And that's not something we are trying to do either. We try to just normalize it like, you know, uh, a boss and a secretary. They do it sometimes, and it doesn't matter what color they are. Thank you. You know, I so, thank you for that. And, and I guess too, uh, I'm kind of curious as to why that's still seen, even now in 2021. Why is that still seen as like a fetish for some? I mean, it, it's normal. Um, like you well, you know, you are looking at things from your point of view. Wherever yeah. you live, you know, I don't remember where you live, but it's probably a major city, and, and it's in America. And, um, you know, first of all, we've got religion and we've got backwoods country thinking <laughs> that's um, antiquated and uh, we're not going to tolerate that kind of, you know, yeah. just, we're not going to tolerate like even entertaining those kind of like attitudes. Um, not only that, but we're making pornography for the globe. So... Mm-hmm. There's so many more places in the world that are racist than are not racist, you know? So those type of images, if we allow them to exist, we'll just perpetuate the same type of feelings. And that's not what we're trying to do either. I want to make the world a better place with my pornography. As corny as that sounds, I feel like I have the ability to, and 
when we plant these little seeds in young minds, because let's face it, you know, there's 18 year olds and probably younger watching, getting a hold of, you know, our content and watching it. I want them to see people of different backgrounds having sex. You know, this is a normal thing. And um, I think the only reason why it is fetishized so much is because there's um, often a lot of traffic and money to be made by fetishizing it. You know, there's a lot of people that um, still have grown up in a racist family or a racist environment, whether it's Mm -hmm. in America or in another country. And this is the way that they've been taught and this is the way that they see things. And, uh, you know, Maybe it's a big goal, but trying to change that, just like the only way that I can, and that's through my business. Yeah, and thank you for that. Yeah, because it, uh, I've read uh, previous interviews in regards to what you were looking to accomplish, and you know, I, and it's sad that even in 2021, uh, that, and as you hit on it, that people still either have an issue with it, <laughs> you know, like, well, 2021. Some people's calendars are still stuck on 1950, but unfortunately, uh, but hopefully with this, this kind of plants the seeds to normalize it. And no, definitely. Yeah, think- you know, like we we grow up in these little environments where um, you know you might not have a lot of exposure to different people, people that are different than you. You know, so like maybe your only exposure to someone that's different than you, and it might sound crazy to people that are hearing this but then it might sound real to other people is that the only exposure you have to people different than you is what you see on TV or what you media you watch or what pornography you watch, you know? And um, like, I'm, I'm here to let you know that like not all black guys have big dicks and they're not all thieves and they're not all going to beat you up, you know? Like, so right. um, these are the images that, you know, especially pornography and like all over the media and, TV and movies and everything else, you know, it's it's just bad, and I'm not going to be a part of it. Exactly, exactly. And by the way, uh, I am here. Well, I grew up here. Well, still am here in Chicago. So, and you've been here, so you you already know. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of different kinds of people in Chicago. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) That was the one thing that I missed with uh, Exotica not happening this year because that was a chance for us to see everyone at the one lone time of the year and with everything happening, didn't get a chance to do that this year. So a little heartbroken about that. Hopefully I know. So, yes, so. hopefully. Although I don't know what the face of the conventions is going to look like. It's like I don't so, know either. I'm like and I'm a little boggled at like, how we're going to do this. Do you think that it's going to be, I would think, for at least this year? Because I've seen quite a few things in which some conventions have tried to happen, uh, you know, via online. I just don't think you get the same feel as if you were actually there. Um, You know, most of the conventions that I've attended that were digital were like business convention. And honestly, we got, I think, even better you know, attendance and maybe better, um, you know, quality out of the conventions because we're all sitting at home, like, like attending all these seminars and, you know, having real conversations over Zoom with people. Whereas if you were actually at the event, you might just end up drunk and partying, you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I think some people started early, but yeah, that can happen. <laughs> uh, now, one of the other things, because uh, Sarah has so many irons in the fire, one thing that kind of oddly enough worked out, January, if none of you out there knew it, is actual National CBD Month. And right now, you have your own CBD self-care collection created by you, which can be found on Twitter at SarahJCBD. Tell us a little bit about that and how you became involved in that. Well, I've always been a big part of the cannabis community. Um, I grew marijuana for years, and then after I moved um, into a state that doesn't allow you to grow, um, you know, it was a little bit sad, but I started to explore, like, other things with cannabis, you know, like as far as the CBD goes. Sometimes, um, first of all, CBD is legal in the entire United States, federally legal, which is cool. And it's also legal in many other countries across the globe, which is even cooler. And uh, CBD being the chemical in cannabis that gives you a relaxation, um, helps with insomnia. It's an anti-inflammatory. It can relieve pain, but it does not get you high in any kind of way, not even a little bit high. So, um, you know, with, say, with that, that having that so much recognition, what did you say? Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned yeah. that some friends of mine, uh, I went out to go visit them, and I had, like, some pain in my legs uh, from traveling. And it actually mm-hmm. they gave me something that was CBD-based. And actually, I, I'm not giving a commercial about it, but I actually felt a heck of a lot better. And I was more like, isn't this going to, like, seep into your system? And isn't it going to get you there? Like, no, no, no. And I did it not know about it. It doesn't it. make you show up. Yep, it doesn't make you show up positive <laughs> right. on a drug test or anything like that. You know, um, it's perfectly safe. Grandmas use it. Children use it. Dogs use it. My mom uses it. And, you know, it's great for pain anywhere you have inflammation. And, um, you know, I use it a lot for that, but then also use it for sleep. Like I've always had a really hard time sleeping. And so that's how I started using marijuana in the first place is because I always had a hard time sleeping. But sometimes I don't want to be high. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't mind weed, don't get me wrong, but sometimes I just don't want to be high. And um, so being able to, like, you know, eat some gummies or use a bath bomb or, like, a massage oil, that's been a lot of relief for me. And especially as I get older, there's a lot of times where I'm not really wanting to get high. Like, you know, you just don't want to be high all the time, but sometimes you want to get some of the benefits from you know, marijuana. And it's been a really great scientific achievement, if you ask me, to be able to separate these chemicals and to be able to dispense them in a way that's safe so -hmm. that you can enjoy some of the benefits of marijuana without actually being high. And um, I went to a CBD convention because I was a CBD enthusiast at this point, and I met some people and some companies, and we made it happen, and uh, we worked on you know, product development, trying to just decide, you know, what would be best for me and my market and how I wanted to start in the CBD business. And we decided on a bath bomb that I called Time Out. It comes in eucalyptus and lavender. It's 100 milligrams of CBD. 
which is quite a bit of CBD, which is awesome because when you get out of the bathtub, not only are you relaxed, but you're sleepy, which is great. And then we also have a massage oil and uh, also comes in eucalyptus and lavender. And then we have a sex lube. And um, the sex lube is amazing because, you know, the CBD increases circulation and anti-inflammation. So um, your clitoris, your labia, the head of your dick, everything gets a little bit more sensitive. And if you have any, like, sore spots, like if you've been going too hard or something, it'll kind of, like, relieve the pain from that, too, while you have sex. So um, I, I have tons of stories of people who are like, wow, this lube is just outstanding. I never thought it would be so good. So it's, um, it's, it's been great to, you know, just take the product from, you know, the beginning to the end and just to hear people really enjoy it and how it works, you know. Yeah, SarahJCBD.com is where you can go. If definitely uh, check it out. Yeah, I did not know. I, I did not know the many products. It was like I was expecting, like, oh, you know, maybe some type of like ointment. But you know, that, like you said, bath bombs, lubricants, massage oils too. So no, definitely focus. Yep. Go check it out because it is National CBD Month. So. <laughs> yes, I've got Time Out, the bath bomb, Long Day, which is um, the massage oil, and then I've got Long Night, which is the lubricant. Yeah, so check that out online. Uh, another question that I had here, and I've asked anyone that's come on this show in the last few weeks, and it's interesting to get their take on this. There seems to be lately a huge issue with Instagram, <laughs> whether they're either shadow banning certain segments of people with large followers, especially adult stars or models. Have you had any issues with that? And how many pages have you had to – I guess start over on and will there be a time that you may have to give up Instagram if they continue to give you issues if they have? Um, you know, I don't know how long Instagram has been around, but what, like six, seven, eight years, something like that. I don't know. Uh, and in that time I've probably gone through seven or eight pages, some of which I've gotten back, some of which I didn't. Um, but, I got verified a few years ago, and since I have been verified, I haven't lost my page at any point in time, but um, we do get pictures and posts taken down regularly, like, for no reason at all, like, fully clothed, not mention anything sexual, like, uh, the other day, I think um, we were telling people that you know, they could vote for me on pH, not even Pornhub, you know, like, cause I was up for a Pornhub award and it was like, just telling people that they could vote. And I was like fully clothed, not even, I don't even put my butt cheeks out. Like I'm so cautious on my page and, um, you know, I've got 4 million followers, so I really don't want to lose that account, but they still take stuff down regularly, you know, and it's like, I had five, I had five things taken down. Yes. Two days ago. Yeah, three days ago, day before New Year's. And, uh, yeah, I had five different posts taken down, all of which were well within the guidelines. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, well within the guidelines. And, um, you know, they'll say stuff like, you know, remove for sexual solicitation. And I'm like, there's I'm not soliciting. I'm not even <laughs> telling people to go to my cam show or to my website or anything. I'm not doing anything, you know. So it's definitely um, a constant struggle 
And, you know, I realized that Instagram has algorithms that basically, you know, just computer programs that see certain words or see a certain amount of flesh and just remove, um, remove pages and remove posts. But there's also a lot of people who are hating out there and report stuff. So, um, you know, there's really, I try not to get frustrated about it because there's really nothing you can do about it. I, I follow the terms of service. Every time there's an update, I read it with a fine tooth comb and make sure that nothing I'm doing is, you know, outside of that, those guidelines, but they still take stuff down and, you know, I, I try not to let it get in my feathers in a bunch. Meanwhile, on the Playboy Instagram, girls are completely naked with just their nipples, like airbrushed out, you know? So it's, it's like, I just, I don't know. I try not to think about it too much um, and just let fans know that if anything was to happen to any of my accounts where they can find me, I have a links portal called sarahjlinks.com. And if anything was to happen, I put my new stuff on there. And that's really, like, all you can do, you know? Yeah. Uh, speaking of social media, you're now on TikTok. How has that been? You know, TikTok is super interesting. I'm tr- still trying to figure it out, like, all the different functions and all the different effects and also like how their algorithms work and stuff like that. Because I know that TikTok is like an even more strict platform than a lot of the other platforms that I'm on. So um, I've been putting just like silly, fun, benign things up there that are actually probably a little bit closer to my personality, but maybe uh, not that much like like worthy um and i've just been trying different things i'm sure that uh eventually i'll you know maybe put something a little bit more risque possibly i don't know it, i'm baby steps baby steps <laughs> yeah because you know i've saw uh... right now you're gonna see a lot of like goofy stuff from me on there just plus i'm also just trying out effects to see like how they work you know like yeah there's a lot of them on there yeah, I was going to say, that's. Uh, <laughs> I saw one where I thought, uh, even I was questioning it because the Olympian, Michaela Maroney, was on. I think she was on TikTok two days in, and she had, did a video where I think all she did was jump around and dance. And they had already given her a warning. And I don't know if it was because of the crop top that she wore, which really wasn't even that bad. And I was like, really? I was like, is TikTok that strict? I was like, I'm almost afraid to... <laughs> Go on this is my second this is actually my second attempt at tiktok they deleted my first account before i even put up a post i i hadn't put anything up but like a face shot on my avi and that is all and they deleted my account wow so you know the second time around i'm like okay i put up a, i put up a post immediately so that people would know it was me. And then I thought, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to play with this very gently and, you know, see how things go. Like a lot of my life is not X-rated. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm just going to play with that aspect of my life for at first, just to see, you know, how TikTok responds to it. Yeah, I'm glad you point, you pointed that out. Is it a little bit hard sometimes to try to convince people that your life is not sex-related 24-7, that you do <laughs> normal things outside 
of the industry? I mean, I mean, do people actually come up Super and actually annoying. Think, like your lifestyle? I mean, is that? Yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, know what, super annoying to me because it's like I'm I'm a human being and um, I have a really cool job and that's that's kind of the way that I see my life. But um, yeah, even this weekend, you know, like I had a little party for New Year's and uh, we went on a boat. And I can't tell you how many people I had to be like, no, we did not have sex. I did not. I haven't had sex in like, I haven't had sex in like six days, you know, because I, I was entertaining friends. Like we were playing drinking games and doing jello shots. And, you know, there might've been some twerking. There might've been boobs that fell out somewhere, but like, come on, it's no different than any other hot chicks like hanging out. You know what I mean? I know that that that's the it's, one. I was like, I, I want to be a friend. It's like the party seemed to be awesome. I was like, dinners at <laughs> the party seemed to be more awesome than anything else. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I just I'm I'm a I'm a bit of a nerd, and I like to have like I wouldn't call it clean wholesome fun, but I like to have <laughs> like regular people fun. You know, I play with Lego and I make Jello shots, and we play you know card games or drinking games or whatever, and. Yeah, it's just pretty normal stuff. It's like we have sex for a living, like totally not necessary to have sex constantly. You know, not only that, but you have to worry about like you have to worry about germs and you have to worry about your testing and you have to worry about like just wear and tear. I'm 43 now, so, you know, like Lexington Steel just had a double hip surgery, okay? That's what I'm getting at, like. You save it for the camera. <laughs> or when you really <laughs> Lego, I'm actually quite crazy, interested. You, know? you like the yeah, Lego set not... like... <laughs> you, you like the Lego sets with the ten thousand pieces? Is that what you like working on? I do. Actually my roommate just got me um two new sets today. Yeah, I I've got a bunch of Lego sets. I like them a lot. <laughs> it just it, it's like I've... mindless but at the same time like keeps me like mentally active when I'm like, you know, zoning out and trying to relax. I've seen them and I'm almost, and I used to do them and I know I have a few friends that actually do them and I'm so nervous about starting it and not being able to finish it. Cause I've seen some doozies lately where it's like, you know, a, the largest Lego set ever. It's coming out and I was like, Oh man, I don't know if I can finish all that. But it's, it's cool. I've got, um, I've got one, I think, let me look at what it is. I think it's 24,000, 2,400. Let me see. It's a Nintendo system. So it looks like a little miniature TV and um, an old school Super Nintendo. It's 2,646 pieces, 2,464 pieces. Wow. I've seen that. I I haven't started it yet. I'm like, I think I'm going to wait until I, like, might be, like, in bed for a few days or something, like, I don't know why I would be at home for that long, but I would want to get most of it done before I stop. Like I would probably just want to chug through it, you know. You'll have to. Now, are you one of those people that have to start and finish, or not? Or do you have to take a break? I, mean, I don't know because I've seen it with I Lego. Can, I, like I can do it. I can do it in sections, but like once I start, I'm not going to be working on it for like an hour. I'm going to be working on it for like, you know, two, three hours, four hours, couple movies, like a movie or two. And then I'll take, you know, a break for a few days and then I'll come back to it. I got, you know, I'm very busy, obviously. (laughs) I have have a very busy schedule. So it's like, 
when can I carve time out of my life to sit here and watch a movie and work on the Legos? You actually lead me into my other question here. You're so busy. When do you have free time, and what do you like to do, uh, not counting Legos, what do you like to do in your downtime? <laughs> um, you know, I have really amazing friends. I have to be honest. Like, I think that I have some of the best friends that a girl could have. And um, I spend a lot of time with my friends, you know, like just hanging out. I just came from dinner with uh, my roommate and her mom and her sister, and we had hookah and drinks and then you know came home so I I try to you know get it all in I feel like um life is about balance and or at least my life is about balance and if I am working so hard I also need to be playing hard too you know like it's um it's very important to me because then if not I sit here and I'm like what am I doing all this work for what am I doing all this work for unless I'm enjoying it you know Exactly, because it's like I know at times when I'm always looking on Twitter, I'll usually see something where you're either doing something on Cam Soda or you're over here or you're over here. And I'm like, when does she relax? <laughs> I'm like, put everything except. <laughs> I'm highly surprised though right. you have not done a podcast on the regular. Have you ever thought about? Um, it? I actually, yeah, we we actually filmed ten episodes of a podcast. And we never released it for like other reasons and stuff. But um, yeah, I worked on I worked on a podcast for a while. It's a lot of work, you know. Like, <laughs> yes, it's it a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would be open to doing it again. It's just maybe not that podcast. We we. It's it's also yeah. challenging to find your niche. You know, you don't want to be like everybody else. And you also, like, I kind of get bored with ones that just, like, interview people from the adult industry. I'm like, well, those are kind of boring. I've got so many aspects and facets to my personality that, like, Mm -hmm. if I was to start a podcast, it's probably not going to be about adult stuff. I don't know. And if it is, it's probably going to be, I want it to be something different. You know, I want it to be something different that's not all the other ones, you know? I, I know of a few topics that you can do. If you're looking for a co-host, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's now, like uh, are... I get caught up with so many of the other things that I'm doing that I just kind of put it on the back burner, you know? You know, you'll get there. you got time. Podcast, doing it on a – podcast would take you right. It would take up a lot of your time. It's like that alone. And – yeah. What else were you going to ask? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, it, it, it takes up a lot of your time, and I was like, it would take away from something else. But, yeah, it it would. Trust me. It, it, yeah. It's a lot no, of fun. I see that for sure. And not only that, you know what else I've thought about the podcast? There's no rush. You know why there's no rush? The older I get, the better the podcast is probably going to be because I'll have even more experience and more knowledge. And podcasts, you don't necessarily need to look at me. So I could do a podcast when I'm old and ugly. <laughs> I doubt that will ever happen. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, but, not, I'm that, not in a huge hurry. Like that—that's something that I could put off. You know. I'll tell you what. Twenty. Whereas me being in front of the camera needs to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Twenty twenty-five or twenty twenty-seven, we will do a podcast together. I, I will be there for you to take you through the early steps of it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. 
<laughs> now, speaking of, you uh, have been in the industry now, you, you said around 20 years. Is there yeah. anything special once we kind of get past all this COVID? Is there anything special kind of planned around that anniversary? And what advice would you give to those who are just starting out right now? And what's the best advice you've ever received? You know, I'm not, I haven't planned anything special. This is technically like my 20th year. And um, the only thing that I wanted to do, and I'm, it's just time consuming, is I would like to put a poster together maybe and have 20 pictures, one from each year. You know, that would be pretty cool, I think. Um, Kind of like, you know, literally one from each year of my career. Of course, back in the day, (laughs) finding those pictures is, like, a little bit more challenging. And then also um, the quality of the older pictures is so bad, you know. Like, geez, (laughs) I look at some of the old pictures, and they're, like, grainy and bad lighting and stuff. Um, And as far as, like, you know, advice, to like other people getting in the industry, you know, that's what I do. It's like, I give people advice. I manage talent and that's like a huge part of what I do. And everybody's got different goals, you know? So like the first thing I always ask people is like, what's their goals? Cause there's no wrong answer there, you know? Right. Like there's really no wrong answer. Everybody has different goals. So if you're just trying to like make some money, you would get different advice. If you're, you know, trying to create a career and make your mark, within the adult community, it's a totally different set of advice, you know? Mm. And, And, uh, but regardless, it's like, it's like a tattoo, you know, like you can't really just get it. Actually it's worse than a tattoo because now you can get tattoos removed, but like, yeah, you can't really just get it removed. If you do it, you're doing it. Like, don't think that it's going to go away. Exactly. You can just do a little, just do a little, just do a little website on the side. Nobody's going to know. If you're successful, that's not going to really last. You know, I can't tell you how many people, especially young girls, uh, over the years, and it's a little different now, but especially, you know, maybe 06, 07, 08, around there, where girls would get in the industry and they're like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to work for this one company just this one time because they offered me this big dollar. But that one company is like bang bros and they're everywhere. And now people in, you know, in China and India, well, maybe mm-hmm. not China because they're communists, but people in now in India know exactly what the inside of your vagina looks like. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not <laughs> just one yeah, little video amazing. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I still get clicks on probably links of shows from probably like last year or the year before. And I'm like, why are we still getting likes from like stuff from two years ago? <laughs> you know, people <laughs> pull up my twi- tweets. People pulled up my tweets from like oh seven, oh eight. I'm like what what wait, what year is this? Hold on. Right. Wow. Y'all got it's nothing to do. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> now you've had such an illustrious career. Is there anything you haven't done yet? Um, you know what? I still have not done a scene with two guys that are bisexual. It's on my to do list. I mm. um Yeah. Like, you know, it's just one of those things, like, yeah, you asked, and I told you, like, I have never, I've never done that. So, um, that would be cool. I definitely wouldn't mind that. That'd be interesting. Hmm. We'll put out the call here tonight. <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> this, this show right? has had no, a weird way of being lucky. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. no, I, I can totally, you know, I can make it happen and stuff like that. I just haven't gotten around to it yet, you know. It's it's going to happen one day. 2021. Well, uh, tell folks here, <laughs> yeah. What they where they can find you or what's going on here in early 2021 for you? Where can uh, or what's coming up on the horizon? Well, we are we've got like a long lineup of movies coming out with Pure Play. Um, we've got um, King Noir. His his DVD is coming out. It's called King Sessions, and uh, that should be out in the next three months. And then um, after that, we've got a movie for Karen Fisher. Then we've got the movie that um, – the Fantasy Island Island movie that we shot in Curacao last year. So Ooh. we've got a ton of stuff coming up. Yeah, plus I've got a brand-new website that's going to be released, um, Wideside.com for my production company. And, yeah, we just keep churning it out, man. I know. Yeah, but hopefully in between then you're getting some time in with your Legos and with your Jello shots <laughs> and everything else. Right. I'm so simple. I'm so simple. I'm so simple. Give me some Legos, some Jello shots, some good friends. I just want to laugh a lot, you know. Well, you know what? Especially in the face of everything that's happened last year, that's good advice and to uh, just go back to the basics and just enjoy it. And I, and I, I love that. And I cannot thank you enough for coming on this evening. It's always a pleasure to have you here four times. And I, I'm hoping that. Uh, hey. <laughs> so long until the next one <laughs> i know i stepped away for a little bit doing this but i'm so glad to be back and i'm so glad to have you here um well fantastic and, uh, thank you so much for having me on exactly and folks out there buy don't go to these other sites where you get it for free please buy and support <laughs> you can catch sarah on twitter at sarah j triple x instagram at the underscore real underscore Sarah underscore J. Um, so check out her site uh, for CBD. Check out Wideside Productions. TikTok. Um, you know, I pulled up a page where there's actually, I can't, that's not even scratching the surface of where Sarah's at. There's so many different places where she's at. It's also what Sarah J links where I think we can find everything yeah. that she's doing. So go there, check it out, support Sarah. Sarah J, happy new year. May 2021 be an awesome year, even more awesome year for you. And uh, we can't wait to see you again. Thank you so much. I hope uh, 2021 is amazing for you as well. And I hope it's amazing for the world. I hope less people die this year, you know? Yeah, yeah. And just hopefully we can get you back here to Chicago for Exotica and we can uh, see you then. Or if I'm down in Miami, I know who to call. Absolutely. <laughs> that will thank do you it so much. Yes, and especially thank you. And that will do it for the 411 Lounge this evening. I'm LeVar Evans. Special thanks to Sarah J. Of course, you can always catch this show, this show, and other shows on Blog Talk Radio and as a podcast on Apple. And go out, support Sarah J. Don't bother about all the other stuff because it's none of your business. <laughs> 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 and we will see you back here next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the 411 Lounge. You can get all the latest show news on Twitter at News Comment BTR. And you can add us as a podcast on Apple. 